turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. What does it mean to be devoted to Christ? Glad you asked. We'll talk about that next. Join us. Being devoted to Christ, our devotion to Christ, what does that look like? How should that be fleshed out in our daily lives? Well, these are questions we're hoping to help you answer today on Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community in Livermore, California. We're in 2 Corinthians today, chapter 11, verses 1 through 4. That is where we catch up with our teacher and pastor as we take a look at our devotion to Christ and how to spur it along. Here's Napoleon now with today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing. Can I share with you guys something? I grew up, I grew up, and uh, most, most people know my story. I, I grew up kind of, I grew up rough. I had a tough, tough uh, upbringing. And, uh, but through it all, through the stuff that I saw, I never, I never, I was so into athletics that I made my decision that I'm not, and I saw family members struggle, so I'm not touching, touching no drugs, no alcohol, nothing. I seen what it did to my family. I'm not touching none of this. And so I just worked out hard, did my thing. I can remember I was at college. I was going to college and uh, got up to the University of Washington. And before the season started, there was this thing called, there's this place called the crew house where all the players would stay before the season started. And we'd have our workouts and different things like that. And then we'd all stay in the crew house. And I had uh, one of my teammates was in the crew house and he was drinking some beer. And, and I was looking at him like, man, why are you drinking that, dude? And he was like, oh, man, you know, we just kicking it. You know, we just kicking it. And he was all kind of tipsy and different things like that. And I'm looking at him. And so he leaves the room, but he left the 40 right there. And I'm sitting there, and here comes the devil. Why don't you try that? There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing. Look at that. I was like, man. So I went over there, and I tried it. And when he came back, that 40 was gone. And I'll never forget. I'll never forget this because from that moment on for the next four years, of me in college, my, my life spiraled down a road that I never, I never even imagined uh, could happen. Now, I had great success on the football field, 
But off the football field, I couldn't believe what one decision that day led me into. And, uh, and the lifestyle that I had resisted and, re- and just hated for so long, I just saw. But this is the thing. Let me say this to y'all. Never forget that there are something in your family called familiar spirits. Familiar spirits, familiar family, they're family demons assigned to your life. And their job is to get you to go down the road that your family members went down. It's called familiar spirits. The Bible is full of stories of familiar spirits. The Bible, Jesus, I mean, God talks about these familiar spirits. And what they'll do is, is try to attack you the same way that they attacked your family. And you can have it in your heart not to do it, but until the power of God comes into your life, it's going to be hard to resist. These demons are going to try you. And so, so looking back on it, I understand what was happening in that moment. But let me say this to you The enemy used curiosity and the desire to know to experiment. There's no experiments with the devil. Once he gets you to try it, he's going to try to get you hooked on it. Can I have an amen, y'all? And I'm just talking about in life, whether it's sex, whatever it is. He's going to try to get you. And so I went down a road, and by the grace of God, by the grace of God, I was able to get out of the situation and, and eventually, when I got saved, I told my wife, I started reading my Bible, and I told my wife, I said, I said, you know what? This, something's not right. I don't feel comfortable about this. So, me and my wife, in one day, took all of our alcohol that we had in the house. I had been saved for a week. Took all the house. In one week, I, I've been saved for a week. I looked at, I took all that alcohol in one day and we poured it down the drain and never looked back a day in our life. We've never looked back. Over 20 years now. Alcohol has not touched my lips over 20 years. Now, let me say this. And I'm saying this because you have to keep in mind that some well, it's okay for me, bro. I'm good, you know. I'm good. That this is the thing. You have to keep in mind that you're not just dealing with something natural. You're also dealing with something. There's a spiritual dynamic, and somebody in your family has to come along and break the curse and rebuke those familiar spirits. Can I? an amen and set your life and set something in motion that's going to be a blessing for your family somebody's got to say enough somebody's got to say stop somebody's got to say no my kids are not going to get involved in this mess but it all goes back to it all goes back to your devotion to Christ now I'm talking about alcohol here but I want to make it perfectly clear. It's not just alcohol. What is it in our lives that could be a distraction, something that can take us away from our intimacy with Jesus and our devotion to him? And there's many things. It, beca- it, could, become, it could become houses. It could, it could be cars. It could be 
It could be family members. I'm putting your, your, your friends in front of God. Whatever it is that is the devil's trying to use in your and I's life to take our devotion away from Christ, we got to stop. And let me say this. Stop thinking that it's going to take 10 years to get you free. I'm telling you right now, when you make up your mind, Jesus will break every chain in your life right now. Make a decision for Jesus. Make a decision for Jesus. And he will do it. Won't he do it, y'all? He says, but I fear lest somehow as a serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness. And then he's crafty. He's crafty. There's nothing wrong with that. Why, why does all oh, that church is religious? That well church, the well, they're religious. They don't want to let us have any fun, you know. And what they mean is they don't want us getting drunk and high and partying and woo, hanging out, you know, and being foolish and sleeping around with everybody and doing crazy stuff. They don't want us to do that because that's what the world says is fun. That's what the world says is good. But it's the devil. It's not God. The world is trying to define what, what, what fun is. And generally it has to do with sex, drugs, and alcohol. And that's not fun. It's fleeting, and it'll get you in the end. You'll wake up and say, where am I? And who am I laying next to? We're going to break that curse in here. Amen. Can I have an amen? We're going to break it all in the name of Jesus. He says here, he says, but I fear lest somehow as a serpent deceive thee by his craftiness, and he's crafty. He says, so your mind should be, may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. And there's a simplicity of devotion to Christ that we've got to have. Why don't you do that? Because my love for Jesus. Why don't you get involved with that? I just love Jesus. Come on, let's do this. Nope. Why not? I love Jesus. Come over to my house. Let's have a prayer meeting. Me and you alone. Nope. Nope. Can I have an amen, y'all? We're going to have a prayer meeting alone. No, we're not. No, we're not. Why? Because of my love for Jesus. Can I give you a ride home? Nope. Love for Jesus. I saw you like my Instagram post. Maybe we should get together. No. My love for Jesus. It's as simple as that, y'all. It's simple. The simplicity of Christ, the simplicity of devotion to Christ, the simplicity of it all, that, Lord, I'm devoted to you. This is, that's it. I'm devoted to you. Look what he says in verse 4. This is where it gets a little heavier, y'all. He says in verse 4, he says, For if he who comes preaches another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if he... Or if you receive a different spirit, which you have not received, or a different gospel, which you have not accepted, he says, you may well put up with it. And saying, this is dangerous. Number one, he says, another Jesus. He says, for if he who comes preaches another Jesus whom you have, we have not preached, he says, another Jesus whom we have not preached. And there's a lot of Jesuses. That are being preached now. That are not the Jesus of the Bible. 
People are preaching and talking about a Jesus that isn't even, he's, he's not the real Jesus. People have formed an image of who they think Jesus should be based on their personal preferences. And they're heralding this message concerning that Jesus. But it's not the right Jesus. It's not the true Jesus of the Bible. And yes, people congregate around that Jesus. People talk about that Jesus. And people, people may, may say that Jesus is this and that. But it's not the real Jesus. There's another Jesus being preached. And it's a shame that the world is embracing a Jesus that's not even the Jesus that, that the Bible is talking about. In order for us to truly gain insight into who Jesus is, Jesus must reveal himself to us. And he primarily is going to reveal himself to us through his word. And there's no way that you can get the true picture of who Jesus is through his word if you only take parts of the Bible to study them and not the full presentation. And so people are receiving, are receiving a Jesus that's imbalanced, that's not totally full, and it's not the full picture of who he is. Everybody wants to know about the Jesus of grace. But do we want to know about the Jesus of truth? Everybody wants to know about the Jesus of love. But do we want to know about the Jesus of justice? Everybody wants. And for us, there's a healthy balance that we have to embrace when it comes to not only sharing the, the message of the gospel, but also receiving the message of the gospel. When it comes to receiving who Jesus is, we have to be willing to receive the parts of him that we like and the parts of him that make us uncomfortable. Jesus went around and he began to cast out devils. And I want to just share with you, and you know this if you read the Gospels. If you walked with Jesus, it was not like a, a great service. It wasn't like real comfortable and fuzzy and warm. And You know, they're out in the desert. They didn't, the Bible never said they had a children's church. They didn't have ushers and greeters. They had... They didn't, they didn't have all this stuff that we have. And praise God for the stuff we have. We love it. But we have to keep in mind that walking with Jesus, it wasn't, you know, you go, you, Jesus would be walking and he's, he's ministering on the streets or doing whatever he's doing and people would just fall out and start uh, falling on the ground and foaming at the mouth and demons would be crying out and, and he would cast the devil out of them and heal them. It wasn't like a comfortable experience for people that that, you know, weren't familiar with this kind of stuff. It, it got uncomfortable. The Bible talks about how people would turn around and accuse of Jesus of having a devil. Because he's casting out devils. And the Pharisees and the Sadducees were uncomfortable. And people were uncomfortable. And you, and you see how it, it shook up the religious system. And I believe we need some more of that shaking up of the religious system. We got to get back to, to where the church is not just, you know, it's just not a place where we come to, to a social club. That there's action. That people are really getting delivered and set free and getting. And you know what? Sometimes it's going to get loud. 
And sometimes demons are going to cry out. And sometimes people are going to feel uncomfortable. But it's the power of God bringing liberty to people who are in bondage for years. Can I have an amen? And some of you know what I'm talking about. You know, when I first got saved, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to have cute service. I, was, I found myself many times up underneath the table, up underneath the chairs. Kenyon will tell you. He saw me at the church in Sacramento. I'm, I'm laid out under the chair trying to get free. I feel like the Lord just had arrested me. And then, and then because the people, you know, the, the old says they knew he, he going to be all right. <laughs> he he going to be all right. The Lord just got him. He going to be good. <laughs> Do y'all know what I'm talking about? He good. He falling out. He, he'll be fine. Wait, the Lord, get, he'll get him. He'll let him free in a little while. Now, one little thing. Oh, oh my goodness. Are they okay? They're all right. What happened to them? What happened? The Lord just arrested them. Can I have an amen? This thing has got too cute around here. And, 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 and the thing about it, listen what I'm saying. But when you preach the right kind of Jesus, when you preach the right Jesus, he begins to break all kinds of barriers and all kinds of preconceived notions about who he is. And for us, we have to realize that there's another Jesus that's being preached that's toothless and has no power and just doesn't care about anybody, what they, how they live or anything. That just goes with the flow and whatever the culture wants, then we just accept it. But that's not the true Jesus. It's another Jesus being preached. It's not the Jesus of the Bible. He says, if, if you receive a different spirit, which you have not received. So that tells me that there's another spirit that is in operation now. It's an unclean spirit. It's an ungodly spirit that's trying to get into people's lives and pose as the Holy Spirit. But it's not the Holy Spirit. It's not the Holy Spirit that's been revealed through the Scripture. It's not the Jesus that's been revealed through the scripture. And then he says a, a different gospel. People have taken the message of the Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. And they've taken the words like repent out of the presentation. Turn out of the presentation. Humble yourself out of the presentation. Forgive out of the presentation. And they've substituted with God just accepts you. Don't worry about it. I'm so grateful that I didn't get saved with that kind of message. I'm so grateful that somebody looked me in the eye and said, man, you need to stop what you're doing, man. And let God have his way in your life. I don't care how many touchdowns you scored. I'm going to care how many people screaming your name in the stadium. There's only one person you're going to be standing for on Judgment Day, and his name is Jesus. You need to get right with him. Can I have an amen, y'all? You got, you got to get right with him. People come to church now, and, and it's all about being, you know, impressive. I'm so grateful that James Davis, he looked me in the eye, and he said, Son, there's only one star in this church, and his name is Jesus Christ. So sit down right there and listen to me preach. Changed my life. I said, oh. 
Because you know we come in the church with the big head. I was like, hmm, okay, well, I'll sit over here. He said, you don't even know where the book of Matthew is, son. Sit down. Learn. <laughs> That's what he told me. Elder Kenyon, am I telling the truth? He knows. He'll tell y'all. Pastor Davis didn't play. Did he play with that? He said, you don't even know where the book of Matthew is, son. But I scored a touchdown last week. Well, touch your rear end down on that chair and watch me preach. Because there's a different gospel that's being preached. That's not the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus said, and if any man would come after me, first let him deny himself. Take up his cross. Follow me. Deny yourself. Take up your cross. Follow me. That's the gospel. That's part of the gospel presentation. That has to be expressed to people. So people learn that the way up in the kingdom is down. You go down, then God begins to lift you up. Can I have an amen, y'all? And then when God lifts you up, you're not going to get lifted up with pride because you know it was nobody else but God who lifted you up. Saints, we're living in a time and a day and age where our devotion to Jesus is being challenged. Everything is pulling on us. And I'm not just saying stuff outside of the church, even within the church. The devil wants us to, to, to get pulled in a way where we, everything becomes lights, camera, action. And it's just a production show. I don't, we don't have production meetings in this church. I don't sit down with everybody and say, okay, I'm going to preach on this. Then you guys sing these songs. Then you do this. Then you do that. And you do this. Like it's a concert. This isn't a concert. Listen, you guys go over there and you guys prepare your songs. Let God move in y'all. The Holy, the Holy Spirit, he's over there too. So go over there and get ready. Okay. Now I'm going to get ready. Altar work is going to get ready. Everybody get ready and let the Holy Spirit move. And we'll come here, have a great service, and it doesn't feel like we just left a concert. We had an encounter with the God of the universe. Can I have an amen? That's the program. At 12.52, then you're going to sing this song, and then it's going to be over by now. No, we don't do that. Just sing the song and then let the Holy Spirit move. And then when, it's, when he's done, then we move on to the next song. Can I have an amen? And if we got to sit here for an hour to the power of God hits this place and we feel real good that God is in this building and he's ready to communicate, then that's fine. But if we live lifestyles, and let me close by saying this, if we live a lifestyle where we don't, we don't allow our devotion to Christ we don't allow that to be the focal point of everything else that we do, then we can have services and we can have a life, but it doesn't mean that we have the life. That's what makes it powerful. That's what makes it powerful. 
that when we devote ourselves fully to him, then he comes in and he takes over. And he begins to do things in our lives that are just tremendous. Saints, don't lose your devotion to Jesus. I implore you, even in the political climate that we're in right now, with all this stuff being said by the pundits, don't lose your devotion to Christ. Christ is not a Democrat or a Republican. He's not on your team. He's trying to establish his kingdom. Can I have an amen? That's what he's doing. You're listening to Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. As we close out our time together today, we invite you to reach out to us. Let us know that you're listening and this program is encouraging you on a daily basis. We'd love to hear from you. Now, there's a couple of ways you can reach out to us. By phone, of course, and that number is 925-292-7800. Again, 925 925- 292-7800. Or write to us, Times of Refreshing, 2333 Neeson Drive, Livermore, California. The zip code is 94551. While we would normally invite you to join us here on campus for worship services, we're not able to do that. So what we would invite you to do is join us online. Now, there are three ways you can do that. You can either visit our church app, and if you don't have that on your smartphone or your tablet, you're more than welcome to visit your favorite store and download it for free. Or go to our website, thewellchurch.net. Or visit our YouTube channel for our weekly message at 1030 in the morning. Pastor Napoleon will share a message from the Lord just like he used to with his program, Hope of Glory. And we're praying and standing on his truth during this time and remembering God is in control. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Thank you again for spending time with us here today on Times of Refreshing. Until next time, God bless.